You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact, an important piece of the Impact Academy. So this is Kirsten Ross Vogel, and I'm your host. And today I'm going to be talking about a very important aspect of family business. And I'm hoping that if you're in a family business to motivate you to move into those difficult discussions. So as you've likely heard me say, I've been working with family businesses for many years in all kinds of industries. And so often when I enter, there's friction happening. And um, I try to motivate them to move through the conversations that need to happen. And I hear lots of reasons and excuses that feel like facts. Here's some of what I hear. We're fine. We're too busy. We love one another. I don't know what I want. It will never happen anyway. We'll do future planning soon. I don't want them to be mad at me. There's no need to rock the bolt. All will be fine. We all get along well. We'll work it out soon. So what's really happening there? You know, too often we avoid tough conversations. Our lizard brains, that little amygdala, gives us these reasons and excuses that feel like facts. And in working with family businesses, like I said, for, you know, going on over 25, 30 years, I can tell that rarely are the things that come out of people's mouths the tr- the facts. So um, I love this list that I made, by the way. You'll definitely want to grab the download because um, I actually made it like smooth along the side. Each uh, reason or fact, excuse, I'm sorry, uh, is a little bit longer than the next. But so as yet another next gen member of a family business said to me, we all get along well. We'll work it out soon. It really got me thinking about specific questions to ask. And again, my goal is always to motivate families into, you know, those discussions that they're fearing. So whether it's the next gen feeling this sense of obligation to come into the business, maybe not feeling equipped or even certain that it's what they're, they want, but what they get from the now gen is, you know, this is the plan. We're creating this legacy. This is my retirement. Or perhaps it's the now gen saying the next gen just seems so entitled. Like this is a gift. Don't they see it? I don't have to do this. So between the two, those those feelings, again, these are just trends. Some of what I see, um, there is all this, um, there are conversations that need to be had and our lizard brain can have us throwing out these reasons and excuses. So again, I had a next gen uh, person who was in the family business say, you know, we all get along. We'll work it out soon. And it really got me thinking at what cost. So really think about this list and ask yourself, um, you know, answer these questions, write them down even. And again, download this so you can review it and uh, really put some thought into it. So where are you assuming rather than asking? This might look like, 
I have to run the business or not be in the business when there's never been a conversation about um, are there other options for the next gen coming in? Could they be in a different spot? Uh, It can be making assumptions about other members of the family, assuming that they don't want to be a part of the business, that they have no desire to even gain financially from it. It can be assuming, and these are all things I've seen over and over, um, maybe the next gen realizes that there's a business partner and that business partner has a family. And the assumption is everything will be fine. We get along and the partner's family has no interest in the business. But let me tell you, when um, when life circumstances change, those assumptions can really come back to bite you because a lot of times they are not aligned with fact. How about where do you have frustrations not addressed? Where are you building resentments and um, just kind of accommodating and moving through uh, what is very uncomfortable, what you don't want, what you wouldn't choose, uh, feeling, you know, if you're the now gen and you're feeling unappreciated, uh, if you're the next gen and feeling like you don't have a voice and, but you just keep silent and tell yourself, we all get along. We'll work it out soon. Where do you have ideas and innovations not heard? This absolutely happens a lot when the next generation starts entering into the business. They come in with just a fervor, you know, just this desire to make their difference, make their impact, uh, come in with new ideas, new technologies, new systems. And when the now gen shuts them down, they don't feel heard. Well, that starts to build. And those are things that need to be worked through. You don't want to be in a crisis or a conflict. You need to work through them, but it requires some soul searching and some difficult conversations. Uh, Where are their personal goals not shared? Again, I've seen so many times where the expectation or the assumption is from the now gen that the next gen will step in. Um, They'll be the saving grace. They'll create the retirement income that's needed because everything else has been poured into the business. And so the the next gen at times comes into a position that is not at all aligned, aligned with their strengths. They have completely different personal goals, but they're afraid to share them. Where are the decisions made without input? So this can be you're the one making the decisions, do some soul searching, and you haven't asked others for the input. Or maybe you're the one who wishes you could have input, but decisions are being made. And then this is one of my favorites. I end up working with family businesses so much around this. Where do you have boundaries? not created, not communicated, and or not kept. So often, again, the fears of the responses that people might get from their family, the fear that they have, um, has them staying silent. Sometimes there's just dysfunction in the family, and then it ignites bigger into more friction within the business. Uh, I always say when when family and business collide, there can be a lot of friction. So if you stopped to think about, are some of my frustrations coming from not being good at creating boundaries? Are you getting frustrated, feeling angry, staying silent when really you should come up with some rules, rules about how you will engage in relationships and then communicate those rules and then keep them. So create the boundaries, communicate the boundaries, keep the boundaries. I really want to encourage you. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to say these again more quickly. And again, grab this download and truly put some thought into what is igniting some of your internal, maybe um, underlying sense of frustration, resentment, um, feelings of obligation, uncertainty. Uh, This list, if you do some soul searching, can help you determine what are the conversations 
that I'm not having. And the reason I'm doing this is I've seen it too many times where it's delayed and you feel like you have all the time in the world and it's easier to push, you know, kick the can down the road, I always say, than dive into what might feel really uncomfortable because you feel like, you know, you get into denial and you think, well, I have all the time in the world. Why would I go through the discomfort of this conversation now? But I've seen so many times uh, what happens when those conversations haven't been had. And trust me, um, even though it's uncomfortable thinking about having the conversations and there's uncertainty about how those conversations will go, two thoughts. One, in 30 or so years of facilitating some very difficult conversations, I have never seen one where the fears that people have prior to going into them come to fruition. As a matter of fact, it's nothing close. And almost always, there are good outcomes on the other side. So yes, there's that discomfort. But on the other side is some amazing things. Uh, You know, sometimes it's baby steps. And sometimes it's huge. But I have been in the midst of Again, so much fear ignited about going into conversations and then seeing what happens on the other side. So that's that's the one piece. I rushed this shirt that, um, at least in my experience, but it's long and with many, many very challenging relationships and uh, conversations, uh, I've never lost control and I've never seen the fear come to fruition ever. I haven't. Not saying it can't happen, but I have never personally seen it in many, many years. But the other thing is that it is way easier, even if it's hard, (laughs) way easier to have these conversations when life is just kind of normal versus when you're in the midst of a crisis or conflict. And sometimes when these things brew, when assumptions loom, when frustrations are building, ideas are not heard, um, goals aren't shared, all of these kinds of things can build and build. And it might be kind of a volcanic response that can ignite a lot of conflict. So um, and Life circumstances might happen out of your control or someone else in the family that drives you into that crisis mode where you have to start making those decisions or where those assumptions slap you in the face and you realize, oh my gosh, that wasn't factual at all. I thought all would be fine. We all get along. We'll work it out soon. So let me tell you a story of a client that I worked with years ago. And this is just one instance. Again, there are many, but it was a family where, um, so the now generation, uh, you know, doing well, mom and dad, fine. Six siblings, two were working in the business, four were not. um, And the parents ended up passing away about 10 days apart. Now, of course, this was not anticipated and the family had set things up that um, every all of the siblings would own the business equally and they would all have not just equal uh, financial benefit from the business, but they all also had equal authority and decision making. So this, you know, in theory, that sounds like, oh, this is fair. We'll just make everything even. But in, um, you know, living that out a lot of friction was ignited. So obviously what happened is uh, the two working in the business were frustrated because the four who didn't even know anything about what was happening in the business, many of whom weren't even living in the state, uh, they were living off the proceeds of the business and traveling and enjoying life. And then they got an equal say in the decisions. And so the 
the two working in the business wanted to have the fun of reinvesting some of the profits to grow in certain ways and make these fun decisions and really do something with the business rather than just kind of let it skate. But the four not working in the business, well, reinvesting some of the profits would have impacted the money that they were getting from the business. And there were four of them and two working in the business. And so guess who won all the time? So now you have two people working in the business, sending checks all over the world (laughs) to to four siblings who are living off the profits. And they don't have the decision making power because the four out could outvote the two. So by the time I started working with this family, there was a lot of friction, a lot of frustration, resentment, resignation, and uh, they were a dysfunctional family as families often are. And so they weren't having the difficult conversations. They were all just kind of sitting in silence and feeling frustrated. The whole we get along, we'll figure it out soon. (laughs) Um, In the meantime, though, resentments and frustrations building. So ultimately, I ended up spending some time with the whole family together. First, I did some clarifying work with the two who were in the business. What roles did they want? Not what they were assumed or felt obligated to take, but where would they want to be in the business, if at all? And uh, what were their goals and aspirations and all those kinds of things? I call that the work of one. So getting clarity for themselves, because if you're not clear for yourself, how can you have tenacity and move confidently through a tough conversation if you don't even know the outcome that you're working to achieve? And of course, you have to have flexibility about hitting the outcome, but that's a whole nother story. But so I first worked individually with the two working in the business and then brought the family together. And... Once the family was together, I really had to teach them about um, active listening and assertive communication. And we had to do some practice runs on just speaking up. I also had to set some very clear ground rules. Uh, They did a lot of politicking where, you know, you have a meeting, but you don't really say what you mean because that's uncomfortable. And then after the meeting, you go find your one sibling who you might be able to get on your side. (laughs) Um, And then that's how decisions were made. So we had to make the rule that everyone needed to be present. And I'm talking like not on phones, like not just physically present, but paying attention. And, uh, you know, the conversation happens in the meeting and you don't get to politic after and change the decision. So you would discuss in the meeting. You had to share openly. You know, it was kind of uh, the speak now or forever hold your peace rule. (laughs) So uh, it doesn't happen after the meeting. It happens in the meeting. uh, So it can be included in the decision making. And then. Uh, you make the decision and you don't re-decide after the meeting. And so ground rules and practice. And then I walked them through some simpler decisions that were more difficult uh, since the parents had passed away, like family vacations and what to do about holidays and all of that, because the parents had always coordinated and paid for all of that. Well, now if everyone was going to pay, they still had this desire to get together, but who was going to make the decisions? Who was going to plan? All of those kinds of things. So I armed them with some strategies about how to communicate and how to make decisions and um, be personally accountable and gain some self-awareness about what they wanted. And then I had them use those strategies to determine what they were going to do about family vacation. From there, we were able to then dive into the tougher conversation about what to do with the business. So it ended up well. Um, One of the siblings bought the others out. uh, And, you know, like I said, all was well. This is a few years ago. All is still well. So and that was the right move for them. Um, I don't push the decisions. I just make sure the conversations are happening. I create the framework for that. But If you look at that, just one circumstance of many that I've seen over all these years, it would have been so much easier for the parents to engage in 
what I'm sure felt to them like very difficult conversations with all of their children to find out what their desires were, what were their goals for the future, what would they like. And then I'm using air quotes here, fair, which is not always equal, but fair could have included the voices, the desires, the visions, the goals of each family member uh, versus having them kind of duke it out. Um, while they were with me, they didn't duke it out. We did well, but but they were then forced into having conversations again at a, at a difficult time. It was, it was a couple of years after the parents passed away. So, you know, they weren't right smack dab in the middle of um, crisis and grief, but uh, you know, it, it would have been easier, um, you know, if the parents hadn't done what felt easiest um, while they were making their their plans for what to do with the business. So in this happens, you know, very rarely do our expectations or our goals come to fruition exactly as we envision them. And so it's just so important, get all the facts on the table, have the conversations. And if you've been around anyone um, who does wealth management, and that's not me at all, I don't do any of the business selling. As a matter of fact, with this particular client, I wasn't involved at all in negotiations or how things were paid out or how the valuation of the business, I don't do any of that. I only focus on the com- helping the conversation happen. And, and uh, at the other end of the conversation, um, you know, working towards profitable business and healthy family dynamics. That is my full focus. But if you've been around any wealth managers, they always say the five Ds. They they share these five Ds that can drive business direction if you don't. Um, but I'm going to share them because it is so true. Um, and again, we like to stay in denial. I think it's part of how we can live our daily lives thinking this isn't going to happen to us. We're different or, you know, that's other people. We all get along well. We'll work it out soon. But, you know, life again, sometimes throws curveballs. And so they call this the five D's. So disability can sometimes happen if there's a divorce, um, whether it's the now gen or the next, that adds some wrinkles into it. Um, Death can happen unexpectedly as happened in this case with both parents passing away 10 days apart and then the full business being passed on immediately to six siblings equally. Uh, Distress, So this can just, you know, life circumstance, frustrations, it can just come from the daily conflict of um, having so many unresolved conversations and uh, disagreements. So those are the five D's. Those can happen. And so I really encourage you, again, download this um, PDF and take a look at the reasons and excuses. Again, these are very popular uh, with my family business clients and, um, And then the at what cost section in particular, where are you staying silent? Where are there unresolved things? I call them a lot of times half had conversations. So maybe you dive into a part of a conversation, but you know, you end up swirling and not really getting anywhere. um, And friction is is rising. And so you kind of table it and you think, we'll figure this out later. Um, But those tend to build and pile up and stack up, you know, until all of a sudden you have this whole you're just inundated with all these conversations that you need to have. So here they are again. Where are you assuming rather than asking? Where do you have frustrations not addressed? Ideas and innovations not heard? Personal goals not shared? 
decisions made without input, whether that's you or others, maybe you're the one without the voice, maybe someone else's for decisions that you're making, and where are their boundaries not created or not and or not communicated and or not kept. Those are the things I see over and over that um, have families kicking the can down the road, not moving through the conversations and um, that can stack up like bricks that turn into a wall in your relationships. So uh, yeah, this is so important. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope it motivates you to dive into those conversations and gives you um, a few strategies to think about to help guide like what are the topics Um, And then, you know, create your list and start pecking away at them. Schedule the time with the people that you need to speak with. Um, Have both the conversations, but turn those conversations into decisions and then action and uh, start moving through those topics before there's a crisis or a major conflict. And that is what I suggest. So thanks so much for listening. I hope this is helpful. Again, download the PDF so that you have the list and uh, can take a look at it. And like I said, this is an important part of the Impact Academy. And if you are not already a member, there are so many resources there to help you with leadership and communication and wowing your customers and Um, all kinds of great topics. So um, there's videos, audios, and tons of downloads as well. So if you're not a member yet, please go to myimpactacademy.com forward slash join to get your 14 day free trial. And then I know you're going to want to hang out more. I look so forward to being able to lock arms with you there. Um, And by the way, there are Uh, live strategy and coaching sessions that happen in there as well. So I hope to see you on the inside of the Impact Academy at myimpactacademy.com forward slash join. Make it a great day. And thanks for all the work that you do. And to my family business peeps, um, hang tight. Your business is important and so are your family relationships. Thanks so much and make it a great day. 